Welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. Today's guest, he is a great one. We had a couple of drinks. We were doing some vodka, a little vodka and cranberry, some shots, you name it. So I'm feeling a little tipsy. This man was a first-degree black belt at the age of 13. Now he's a fifth-degree black belt at the age of 40. After college, went overseas to Germany. He's hanging out with chicks. He's having... Or whatever it is that he's having. You'll see when you get into it. I don't want to mess up the algorithm of YouTube, so that's why I'm not going to curse. I'm not going to say anything. But this man, he was playing basketball overseas. Then he comes back to the States and says, what am I going to do with myself? I'm not going to be in the NBA. I got to reinvent myself. Gets into personal trading. When you see this guy, six foot five, he's huge. He's a monster. He'll snap your neck in two, right? That's the type of guy this guy is. But he's a great human being. We had a great time on this show. You're going to love this episode. I can't wait to have him back. That's how great I loved having him on. Before we get into it, though, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share the show. Also, Rumble as well. Subscribe, like. It helps out the show. And the audio versions on every single platform. Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Amazon Music, you name it. So let's get right into it, because I can't wait for you to see this individual. His name is Lionel Watlington. And with that being said, let's do it. All right, welcome back to the Joe Cozo Show. We have lots to talk about. I got something going. I got something cooking here. This is the big leagues. It's New York. I said I was in the worst neighborhood, man. I said I had a near-death experience. Crazy? Robert, if you've been through what I've been through in the past month, you'd be, you'd be crazy too. All right. Here we are. My man, Lionel Watlington. Said it right? Yes, sir. I said it good. Let me yes, just, uh, let me power down my phone here. Put it on airplane mode. Welcome to the Joe Cozo Show, brother. Thank you. Thank and, you. And, and I'm excited because I finally got somebody to drink the LGBTQ vodka with me. <laughs> Don't say it like that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, you know, for people that may not know who you are, this is the first time they're seeing you. Just, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to the point where you are today. Um, okay. Um, like I said, um, I'm 40 years old now. You I got turned that 40. Yeah, yeah, it's just turned 40. But uh, honestly, I feel like I'm in better shape now than I was when I was like 22, bro. Really? Yeah. But but that's that's crazy because, yeah. you know, I know that, you know, what you told me is you went you were playing basketball overseas. Well, I was. I was. I played basketball overseas. Uh, after graduated college, I played in Germany, London, Prague, played in Asia, Mexico. Yeah. Did you, did was there a time when you were in high school right. playing ball that you thought for, you know, Guaranteed that you were going to make it to the NBA? Was that your dream or was that something that just started happening as you started growing? No, that was a dream of mine. Like, from. Well, actually, let me back up because basketball wasn't my first passion, you know? So I kind of was a late bloomer when it came to playing and pursuing basketball. What was your passion? Martial arts first. Are you a martial art guy? Black belt, fifth degree, yeah. And I do Wing Chun and Krav Maga, yeah. You do crab maga. That's yeah. what I, Eric. That's what I said that I wanted to do, but yeah. I can't find the good gym to do yeah. it. There's one down the block here, mm-hmm. and I went in there. And every time I go in there, they're teaching kids. And I was like, oh, I don't know how serious this is, and you know, I don't really know too much about it. But you got into that. That's from uh. you know, the Israeli uh-huh. type yeah. of jujitsu, yeah. right? Or that's the Israeli martial arts. Well, they basically teach it to the Israeli army. You know what I mean? So that's what the Secret Service used to defend. And how old? What are you like? Six four, six five? Six five, yeah. Yeah, you're six, six five. five yeah. So here you're on a scale two twenty four. Two twenty four. Six foot five. A fifth degree black belt. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. What do we do? <laughs> so let me. Let, I want to ask you something about that because I'm really interested in. Because obviously, I'm not six foot five, and I'm not a fifth degree black belt. How is it when you're talking to people, like talking to other men, and you know? In about three seconds, you could snap their neck if things get a little crazy. Right. I mean, that must really put your confidence at ease and put your whole self at ease. It does. It does. But it took a while because naturally, I'm, I wouldn't say I have a temper, but naturally, I'm, I'm, ready, I'm, I'm ready to react at, at any given moment. You know what I mean? So martial arts actually kind of quelled that. You know what I mean? Because it says, like, too much is given, much is earned. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, heavy is the head of he who wears the crown type of thing. Who who got you, know you, who got you to, you know, who influenced you to do martial arts? My grandfather is, like, the leading driving force in my life. Like, him and my sister. 
she passed away. Sorry, to hear, how did yeah. she pass? She had cystic fibrosis. She passed from cystic fibrosis. Sorry to hear that. Uh, Long time ago? Oh, uh, no, 2017. 2017, yeah. And, and what about, so you're saying about your grandfather. Was your father in your life? He was in and out. So early on, he was an alcoholic. You know, early on, he was an alcoholic. And my mom was, you know, she got she had got bitten by the 80s. You know, and a crack epidemic came through. So shortly after having me and my siblings, she kind of like fell into that. You know what I mean? So she wasn't very, she was absent. My father was in and out. So he really came back into my life like when I was 14. Where were you born? Uh, I was born in Bethpage at Mid-Island Hospital, but, you know, Long Island. You grew up, though, in Amityville. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how was that growing up, knowing that your mom is, you know, she, basically facing demons, right. your father's in and out of your life with alcoholism. Right. It's great that you had grandparents that stepped up, your grandfather. He's the man. He's the man. I'm telling you, he's the man. Here, let's do a shot down. This is, just do it to him. Of course. This is the LG, this is Dan Aykroyd's. LGBTQ version vodka. Right. All right. Here, cheers. Let's do it. Let's do Salute. it. Salute. Salute to your grandpa. Yes, sir. Yep. Not bad, actually. And I'm not a vodka drinker. That's not bad. That was, that was pretty, pretty smooth. That was pretty smooth. Now, like I said again, I saw him on that Rogan podcast, and he said that I got the smoothest vodka. There's no kickback with that. There's nothing. That's dangerous. Yo, what's crazy is Yo, I, don't is like, I don't even like vodka. That's, I don't like vodka either. I'm not a vodka guy. It's been sitting but here for that probably went six down months. like some good tequila, though. <laughs> I know. Let's set, uh, let me set it up uh, with some drinks here, too. So let's talk about the martial arts thing. Yeah. Right? So you started at what age? Four. At, oh, so you were young, and your and your grandfather said this is what you're gonna do. Was he in martial arts? Actually, it was a story behind that. I got beat up in preschool. So, um, and what's crazy is I didn't understand the concept of violence, like because the the kid hit me in preschool, and my I didn't respond because I didn't know why he hit me. So I was it was trying just to one of those things. Out, like what what's going on here? More so than let me hit my defend back. That concept. Hadn't occurred to me, you know what I mean? Yep, I understand what you're saying. So my my cousin Tina, you know what I mean? She's an Amazon. She's about six foot herself, you know what I mean? Right now, so she's an avid. She, she she jumped into action and picked the kid up and threw him, you know, threw him down, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, but I didn't respond, and that re that lack of response got my grandfather to uh whoop my ass when I got home. Oh really? Yeah. He gave it to you and he said, hey listen man, you know my father had a saying too, he's like, listen I don't care if you get into a fight, but just yeah. you better win. Yo, my grandfather was like, and basically what I tell my sons to this day, you will never get in trouble for defending yourself, ever in life. Well, you know that's just I mean? how the law set up, too. It's like you, yeah. you'll never get in trouble. It's almost like I tell my sons, you'll never get in trouble for telling the truth. You you can't get in trouble for for, for telling the truth, for for being free in yourself. You would, there's no consequence to telling the truth. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So it's the same thing. So I pretty much got my ass whooped, and I passed out because he made me, like, punch a, a punching bag till I passed out. You know, I was crying and stuff. And then when I woke up, you know, he took me to McDonald's to get a fish fillet meal because that was our thing and took me right to Takahashi's Karate <laughs> Dojo in Amityville and signed me up for a whole year and gave the uh, instructor his number and said, if you don't see him every day, two classes a day, call me. I'll take care of him. And the fear of that, I was there every day on time, like with no question. And what, what kind of martial arts is that? That was Shotokan. What's the difference? Like, give me, you know, I'm not too um, affluent in what the differences are. So what is well, that about? Well, karate is hard. Like, so it's like more like rigid. Like, that's where you get the hook, the stiff punches, and Chuck Norris. When you think karate, that's Chuck Norris. Okay. Kung Fu, Bruce Lee. It's more fluid. Kung Fu is fluid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, Karate's yeah. more rigid. You know what I mean? So what Bruce Lee did when he came out with Jeet Kune Do, he combined the hard and the soft. That's what he did. Okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So that's what that was. And that transition... To me, doing Wing Chun and then Krav Maga later on. And know? and let me ask you this: so, so now you're when when did you become a black belt? Thirteen. Thirteen years old, and you're a black belt. Yeah. Now, does I was one of the youngest on Long Island. Everybody on the street, do they know you're a black belt? Did you let them know that, or were you just letting you know keeping that on? People will find out after they watch this. Oh, really? You always keep it on it. That's that's crazy. Got to register my hands and my feet every four years with New York State. You do, right? Boxing, professional boxers have to do that too, right? Yeah, I got to register my feet too. And your feet. Yeah. So, 
I mean, that is so impressive. Here, cheers to that, man. Because that's a lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah, it's cheers to that. Tell me if this is good, though, by the way. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's good. That's some good shit right there. So, have you ever fucked anybody up that, you know, when you use it and people are like, wait, what the fuck was that? Uh, what was that? What, what, who is this guy? I used it, uh, yeah, I used it as a kid, actually. Like, I started at four, so I got into altercation probably when I was about maybe 10, 11. Sent the kid to the hospital, got suspended for the whole year. Really? And that's and, and you think that's where you started? Where do you think this temper came from? Because you said, you know, you had a little bit of a temper. Where do you think that came from? Is I that mean, I know where it came from. You know, I still know what, what kind of drives me and fuels me now. Things has added to the fire, but I know what, what it starts. What is know? it? And abandonment. You know what I mean? Like, I was mad that my my mother didn't take on the responsibility. You know what I mean? And my father, like, you know, like, it made me angry that my parents were not dead, but they were dead. Yeah. That makes sense. You no, know, it's hard for a kid, you know especially I mean? like when you're, you're absent, but you're alive. Yeah, and, and when you're hanging out with your friends and they have parents or whatnot, yeah, yeah. And they're going to school activities or whatever, and here's you. But the your... crazy part is I can see you every day. You're just not taking on the responsibility of raising me. I can see you and have access to you all the time. I know where you are. I'm just not with you. You know what I'm saying? What about today? Have you ever had a conversation well, with him? my mother them? passed. Your mother passed. Yeah, my mother passed. Sorry. And my father actually is, it's, it's, it, our relationship is rocky and it's strange estranged at this point, you know what I mean, to say the least, because... Um, during COVID, he, I kind of took him back to the VA to kind of get right again because he had fell off the wagon again, you know. He got clean when I was 14, excuse me. And then um, when my grandmother passed, he kind of fell off the wagon, getting depressed. So we started drinking again, using the her passing as an excuse, right? Now, I wouldn't consider myself a religious person. I'm more of a spiritual kind of individual. My father is strictly religious, which is to each his own. But... Like anything in life, the way my grandfather raised me, you got to stand on what you stand on, right? So now, in times of hardship, you have to lean on Christ if that's where your power and your strength comes from. To get weak and then use a substance that you know you can't handle to cope, I'm just not digging it. I don't, I don't buy that. You, you know look down at you look down at an individual that does that. No, that, no, because I understand they're, they're they're fighting demons and they don't know how, and that's their outlet. But being that. He has a, went through that before multiple times, and he's also leaned on the Lord and is in a position now in deaconship or now you're influencing others. You're, you know, heavy is the head of he who wears the crown now. You can't be susceptible to the same thing now. You got to kind of be held accountable at a higher standard. Did you read the Bible? Yeah. You did. Yeah. I mean, you were re you're not religious, but you're, you know, you're reciting some things, too, that I wouldn't be able to do. I've I, I read it, like, front to back. It took me, like, three and a half years, a chapter every day. Yeah, I know. It's not easy. It's not an easy read. No. It's not. You know? But you have to have a, a, a concor Bible concordance with you, a strong Bible concordance. you got to have an Aramaic dictionary with you. Yeah. Like, you got to be able to, if you're going to decode it or break it down, you got to do it for real. You have to do it for real, and you got to put the time in yeah. and, and the work into doing that. You know what I mean? Did you ever have a conversation with your dad and say hey what the fuck multiple times actually our last conversation was that our last conversation i mean because because it, it really affected me the last time not to cut you because when he got clean last time he actually looked me in the face as a man and made me a promise because now i have kids he has grandchildren so now you can't do to me what you did to them so i'm saying like this is the last go round do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the last go-round, bro. Because I got, I got, I have other human beings I that I got to provide for. I, I can't be worry about you. invested in you when you're going to turn around and fuck me in the long run. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you want to be a part of these kids' lives, this you're going to This is the stipulation. Take her to leave it. And what happened with that conversation? Oh, this is it. Agreed. Okay, so I'm going to take you on that. As soon as you slip up, there's nothing. So what happened was... uh he was in a, a halfway house, right? And he was like a month away from, he had got a voucher, for, he's a veteran, so he got a voucher from the VA, I think it was like something like five, five grand or something that was gonna pay for his first month's rent, first month's security in an apartment. And voucher to get furniture, and they was gonna fully lace his shit, like set him up really nice, right? And he, his birthday was coming up, it's in June, his birthday's coming up, and ironically enough, his birthday is two days after my son's birthday. So his birthday was coming up off the, you know, off rebounding from my son's birthday. There's on the 28th. He's on the 30th of June. So he, I call him to see like what's going on because we're gonna take him out for his birthday. Yeah, it's a nice thing. And he, and he, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be gone for the weekend. What are you talking about? What do you mean, gone for the weekend? Where are you going? 
Oh, I'm going to be hanging out with my friends for the weekend. What friends you got? What are you talking about? I got to tell you right now. And I already knew the vibes with that shit. That's the thing. Uh, yeah. I already knew and, what and that I, was, And bro. I got to tell you, too, I'm a family guy, right? So if you're telling me I got my two kids, and one's, we're going to celebrate your birthday and his birthday, my son, who's your grandson. And you think there's something better to do than hang out with your son that wanted, and your grandson? That automatically, I wanted to gut punch him just off of that. Off yeah, of that, because to me, that's you know, I don't have a son, and you have two of them. You have twins, right? Yeah. You have, how many sons you have? Fraternal twins. That's it. Two fraternal twins. They're eight years old. They'd be nine in June. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, you have a son. That's that's your prodigy, right? That's your legacy right there. You pass yeah. it down to that kid. And, you know, for him to be fucking up in your life and then now he's going to still parlay it now into your children, that's where you have to probably, you say to yourself, I got to cut the line here because I don't want them seeing this. Mm, yeah. And, you know, what's crazy is I have that mechanism where I could just hit a default setting and just erase the background like you just didn't exist. Just default you. Just erase you. Because I already know that I'm the director of my life. Like, whoever I write into the script, I could erase. You sound like Les Brown. Whatever character I create, I could just, okay, I kill him off. You know what I mean? Yes. You just how they do in, in, in any sitcom or any series. You just wipe them out. I listened, I listened to a lot of motivational speakers, Les Same. Brown. Yeah. And he says, he's like, listen, you are the director of your life. If yeah. you want to do, if you want a great life, well, then you, it's your job to make that happen. That's and if fact, you have bro. a bad life, you're the director. So if the movie flops, it's on you. But if you want to write a great movie and you want to have a great life, then you're the director, and what are you going to do about that? That's why I'm sitting in front of you, bro, because that's the mantra in which I live. That's the reason why I'm even here, bro. You know what I mean? Because I I don't limit myself at all. Like, I'm, I'm like, unrealistic, and I like it that way. Yes. I'm unrealistic. I, I, I exist in my own world, and I don't want to come out of it. What do you do? Let me ask you this, though. So for being who you are, like, give me your, your routine. Here, yeah, it's a great drink. I got to tell you, this vodka. I got to tell you, Dan Aykroyd did a great job. Great job, by Shout the way. Shout out to Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, yeah, it's smooth, <laughs> yeah smooth as ice. Eric, can you just look it up? I know it's something about skulls or something like that. If you could just pop up his vodka, and, and there's a name for it, but it's just, you know, this bottle is just crazy. Yeah. It's like something like the 12 skulls. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's nice. It's nice. Tell me about um, your routine. Okay. Right? Because you look like you're a regimented guy. And you know, you don't, you, you, you do, I know it's getting hot in here. Yeah. I know. Take it off if you want to take it off. Um, but oh, there it is Crystal Head Vodka. And you see all the, there's the LGBT right in the middle. There's us. <laughs> <laughs> there's us right there. You Are you legal drinking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crystal Head Vodka. It's like 12 skulls or something like that. There's a, there's a story behind it. Nice. But, let me ask you a question. Let me ask you this, though. What is your routine? You get up in the morning, look at you, 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 you fuck people up, huh? <laughs> this guy, you fuck people up. You will fuck people up. You do security at all? I have. If I I'll have, tell you yeah. right now, I'd I hire have. you. If yeah. I ever was made it, make it big, I'd make you my personal guy right there. <laughs> yeah, let me know. I got you. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> what is your routine when you wake up in the morning? You wake up at a certain time, you go to bed at a certain time. Like, what is your thing? Well, for a long time, my body's been able to function on like four hours of sleep, fully effectively at four, four hours of sleep. Four hours? Yeah. Like, I can go to sleep at like 12, like last night. I went to sleep at 12.30. I had to be up. I was up at quarter to four. Got to the gym at 4.45. First client came at five. So you're doing, let's talk about that. You're doing some personal training. Yeah. You're doing some personal training. Right? a lot of personal training. You're doing a lot yeah. of personal training. Look yeah. at you. So, so. I, I, I know that I'm, I'm going to jump around here, but I want to just make sure that I, I, I catch a couple of things. Talk to me about, though, y y your food. Like, is food a big part of your diet and, like, what you eat and what it you're is. doing? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. How'd you get into that from coming from a place where it seems like... I'm not saying that you came from poverty at all, and right. that's all, and I have no idea if you yeah. did. I don't know what your grandfather's situation was, but it wasn't something that was... I didn't go with that What'd you say? I was spoiled as a kid. You were spoiled? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't make qualms about that either. You know what I mean? Like, was the neighborhood the best? No. You know what I mean? Same thing with me. The neighborhood wasn't the best, but inside my my dwelling, it was family matters. It was Cosby show inside the house. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, my yeah, grandfather was was the, the mixture of 
of a, of a prison warden and like a, a loving father that was compassionate all in one. He, he would hug you and tell you it's okay to cry as a man and then whoop your ass if you wasn't if you didn't do what was asked. Was this your paternal grandfather? Was meaning that was this your father's father? No, this was my maternal grandfather. Okay. Yeah, my mother's father. Because I was gonna say, because then you could have a different conversation with him, like what the hell's up with your son? Yeah, nah. He like, passed when I was born, actually, like maybe six months after I was born. Yeah, same before. thing yeah. with me. But, you know, that would be a different kind of conversation. Yeah. Like, why do you get him? Because I don't think that would have happened if your father had him as a father. Because look at you. I'm telling you, man. My yeah. grandfather raised neighborhood kids. So He so, started a basketball team in the neighborhood with his own money. He's a legend, man. But that's what I wanted to get back to. Before we get into your whole thing, what you got going on right now, yeah. I wanted to do that because you said you had two passions. You first, your first passion was martial arts. Yep. And then it didn't grow into, it, it, you know, it grew into, though, basketball. Tell me about the transition to that. Like, well, how did you do Bruce that? Bruce Lee was the first thing I ever saw on, like, TV. So I, I wanted to be that. So then the second image I saw that I was like, that I wanted to emulate outside of my grandfather. Because to this day, as a grown 40-year-old man with twin eight-year-old boys, I'm still trying to impress my grandfather. That's the goal. And I don't even feel like I'm there yet. So to be half the man, a quarter the man that he was, would be a great feat. You know what I'm saying? Is he still alive, your grandfather? No, he passed. Passed in 2007. But, like, you're talking about renaissance, man. Yeah, but, but let me ask you about that, though. So how did you get... So he's not alive, right? And you're saying yeah. you're not halfway there yet, there yet. But how do you get, or how do you know what the pinnacle is if he's not there to tell you, hey, listen, you did great. What's the bar? How do you set that bar when he's not alive? The bar, the bar, I, I, I'm not even, that's not even a bar I feel like I could reach. Is you that, know what I mean? I know what It's you almost mean. like being, trying to be perfect. You dig what I'm saying? Yes. In my eyes. It's trying it's almost like trying to be perfect. You dig what I'm saying? Yes. You dig? So, so you're you're so you're sitting there saying to yourself, Hey, listen, I'm always striving to be the best and I'm never satisfied where I'm at. Huh. And that's 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 great. what the reason one of the reasons why I get up in the morning every day. You know what I mean? Because I gotta be better than I was yesterday. I have to be. Are you married? No, no. What if, so are you with you're not with, or are you with? I have a children's mother. Uh, uh, children's mother. Um, <laughs> Me too. I got that too. So, but we, we we have a decent relationship. Not not nothing crazy. Yeah. Um, we're childhood friends, so we know each other since thirteen. So we're not contentious like that. And I mean, we have our moments, but for the most part, we're really good. And I do have a a, a girlfriend, a fiance. So that's good for what's you. Going on, yeah. It's difficult when you have kids out of wedlock and you meet somebody new because you have they have to understand that you know I got these Very two kids yeah. and they, they come first. She's very understanding though, because she had kids herself. So yeah. Well, that helps. Yeah. How? So talk to me about basketball because you said that you played semi-pro overseas. I, I want did. you talk to me about that. It was a great experience after college, man. Where did you go to college? Uh, I went to St. Joe's and Maritime College. Yeah, those are the two schools I went to. I finished at St. Joe's. My grandfather was sick, so I transferred from Maritime College, which is in the Bronx, to St. Joseph's College uh, out here in Long Island, Patchogue. Yep. Yeah. And then you went overseas. I did go overseas. So yeah. tell me about your game. My whole, my whole, my whole journey overseas was kind of unlikely. You know what I mean? Because I went to a small school. You know what I mean? So I didn't have a big name, even though I had crazy numbers. The school I went to overall in the scheme of basketball wasn't like on the radar. You think? Yeah. So I went to camps and I just really just had to bust dude's ass pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, 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 yeah. So tell but me, I've always had that dog in me though. Tell me about though, okay, you're now you're in Germany, you're playing yeah. basketball, right? How is that? Like what's the atmosphere? What is Germany like? How are they receptive to you? Here you Very. are, you're an American. You playing basketball. Yeah. You know Very receptive. How was the pussy over there in fucking Very. Germany? <laughs> Yo, know, at the time it was, it was I, I was turning it down, bro. It really? was coming very frequently because I mean, I don't know for not for nothing though. Like like black men and overseas outside of the America getting better attention. You know what I mean, and also more respect. It's different to get treated different outside of America. I, well, well obviously, not just by the ladies, but just period. Well, I don't know anything about that. Obviously, I'm not you know black, I mean? and yeah. I'm not, and I'm not overseas, and I'm not right. doing that. So tell us what what's different about that. Why do you why do you think that is? Is it because maybe here's a black man, six foot five, and we don't have a lot of blacks in Germany, and it's novel, and here they are. Now we finally have access to you know. To, they to actually them. do. Be. There's a large Caribbean and uh, Nigerian population in Germany. So I don't know. One. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, have no when idea. I was over there, um, reggae music and rap music 
was the first number one and two music, and then it was like uh, EDM. EDM was like number three. But when you said though that you were turning them down, what do you mean by that? It, it, it was, was just coming so, much? so frequently, like you know, you know, it was like you know orgies and it was you know three, four, so it was like it was coming. It was a lot, and there was no English spoken. It was just like verbal body language. A lot. I of like times. that. The less. The less you know talking, I mean? yeah, yeah. Now I was a young, I was a that's young my language, man. That's my language right there. I would have been in trouble though because I don't wear a rubber. It was the wild, wild west, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I was a young gunslinger out there, bro. <laughs> you there know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, doing what a young brother does, man. When you're when you're not bound by anything or anyone, bro. You know. But what how mean? do you stay focused then? How do you stay on your game? Or was that a, such a distraction no, that it was against you? Never, game? never a distraction. Never a distraction. Always made it to practice on time. Nothing. That was that was because that was the reason why I'm there. That's the reason why they were in my presence in the first place. So I can't forget about me. You know what I mean? Like I'm making this whole thing go. So if I don't if I don't sustain this, it's gonna fall off. So I gotta do that. I'm the number one priority. So, you, but you never made it, right? You didn't make it to the NBA. No, I went to NBA summer camp so like two, three years in a row. I was one of the last guys cut from the New Jersey Nets before they transitioned to Brooklyn. How was that experience? It was good. It was good. Like like I have I have that experience to talk about. And even going overseas, see, I don't look at it as a, a fail. I look at it as like I have a chapter in my book that nobody can say they have in their book. Yeah, no, you know 100%. What I mean, like how many people can say they went to an NBA summer camp? But I the question I want to ask you cuz you're so you know, you, you have the martial arts. You're so regimented on what you want to do. Right. You're so focused on what you want to do. When you look back, though, right? I'm sitting here saying, okay, you're six foot five. You, you, you're playing ball. Right. Why didn't you make the next step? When, if you had to analyze yourself and say, there's a reason. Like me, I'm not tall enough. My shot get blocked. I right. wouldn't be able to get. I wouldn't be able to drive the lane. So there's certain things that I know why it probably wouldn't happen for me. Right. I can't grab the rim. But for you, you had some of the attributes to make it. But you didn't make it. Right. Why do you think when you look back now that you didn't? Was it something that maybe you didn't work on certain types of your game? I Is didn't this... really work on my body. I didn't really, the physicality of the game, like, I, and that's the thing. I didn't start really weight training to after I got overseas experience. Getting hit, getting knocked down, missing two or three games just because you're playing with grown men. Because that's why you said you're in the best shape of your life now and it wasn't then. So that's something that if you could talk to your 22-year-old self or 24-year-old self, you would have been in the gym. Like I was, you know, on a pull-up bar and stuff like that, but like you need those weights. You need the strength and the girth to be able to sustain another grown man hitting you and still finishing at the rim with proficiency. Dig what I'm saying? Yeah, of course. So all of that matters. And I was a post-up guard. You know what I mean? A rebounding guard. Yeah. So I wasn't like one of those quick guards out on the perimeter running around. I was more like a Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony type of player. Swing player. Yeah, I was a swing from, from the elbow in. I would I'd get you 25 every game. 25 and 15, no problem. No problem. Isn't it great though? Like when you play in that game. I mean, I don't. I didn't play it on your level. But when you're in that zone, there's nothing better than that. There's right? nothing better, man. There's nothing. I remember better. the college game out here, man. I had like fifty. Fifty points. Yeah, yeah that's I had like fifty, man. Everything. The, the the rim looked like the ocean. Man. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Everything was going in, yo. What is better, though? What is better for you? Because you got two, you got two of the be- best of both worlds. What was better for you in the moment? Was it fucking somebody up with martial arts, or was it schooling the game in basketball? Basketball, when you- man. It was. Yeah. Why? Because technically, when it comes to fighting, any man, any person could ball up a fist and throw a punch and make in contact. You know what I'm saying? Anybody could even you see people getting knocked knock people out with lucky punches every time, all the time. So that's fine. I'm proficient, I have a skill at that, but anybody could ball up their fist and make a punch. Not everybody can reach the level that I reached basketball wise or be proficient enough to score fifty points in a game. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. do things, you know what I mean? And Germany just it just made me stronger in life too, because I've I've been the Dusseldorf Germany where I got off the bus and there were skinheads outside with like you know inward signs. Really? Yeah. That's what I was saying. That's why I was asking you how was that whole situation when you're there, you're in Germany, yeah. and, and you have to deal with that. So tell me about that. Tell me about dealing. You know because you know that was a situation. That was a situation. Um, but I kind of like in the like. In a small way, I kind of saw myself like a Malcolm X, Martin Luther King type of person in my time. 
like I'm coming into hostile territory and the next player that's going to come behind me, hopefully it'll be better for them. So let me face this head on. And the best thing, the best way I could do it is with my game. And so, you know, lo and behold, after the game, two or three little German kids in that same crowd that was calling me the N-word came up for autographs after the game. How was that? You know what I mean? You had parents that was upset about it or, you know what I mean? Like, that was mad about it. How How is that feeling, somebody asking you for your autograph? That's got to be a feeling that is like no other. Like, you know what I mean? Did I can't you, really explain it. You I, know can't, I, mean? I don't I was, know anything I was about it. I was standing at McDonald's and people were like, like because it, it was surreal. That's why I said it's different. It's almost like... I if anybody blind James to anybody because they put it in the paper before I got over there. So when I landed on a plane at the tarmac, they had like a little cheering section. They took me to the club that night. So the whole town knew who I was and when I was coming, why, before I got there. So in McDonald's, I'm walking down the street. It was every day. I was signing autographs daily. It's hard, too, though, like, right, to stay concentrated. Is I mean, from what I'm thinking, how old are you at this time? 40. Oh, at, no, that, at time, that time? No, at that time. At that time, um... 22? Yeah, 22 years old. I'm, I'm chasing pussy all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? For me, I'm I, I, I'm not, I don't got my head on straight. And here you are, you're doing something that you love, and you're getting all this attention. I mean, that could really, that could distract you in a big way, in, in a way that makes you not stay focused. But you said that you were able to. Yeah, my grandfather told me early on, because I used to have a problem with that. When I started to come into my size and shit, a lot of people don't notice either. Like You're getting a lot out of me. I, I, when I started coming to my size and growing and shit like that into my body, voice started changing. There was a lot of things that I kind of didn't like about myself at first. Like my voice. I was like, damn. You were insecure about yeah. that. You know what I mean? I'm growing. You know, I'm awkward a little bit. Feet is big. So I'm like, damn. You know what I mean? So I'm growing into my body. I'm not really like insecure, but I'm just like, shit. Like, and I, and I used to ask my grandfather, why are people staring? Like, what are people staring at? I don't understand why, you know what I mean? And this is before I even, like, you know, achieved any type of success in any way. And I was just like, I do it once in a while now. You know what I mean? You got to ask my girl. Once in a while now, I'll catch myself saying, like, oh, babe, what are you staring at? And it's like, my grandfather was like, some people go their whole life looking for that same attention that you get all the time. So eat Heavy is the head yeah, of he who yeah. wears the crown. You go up, just eat that. Put, he eat used to that, say, yeah. put an H on your chest and handle that. Yes. That's what it's saying. Uh -huh. Put the uh -huh. uh -huh. 100%. Put your big boy pants on. But there was a point now with basketball, right? Yeah. That you're over in Germany, you're practicing, you're doing your thing, you're playing your game. Right. But now there's a point that you know that you're going to have to hang it up, right? That you're going to have to put this, this chapter of your life to bed because you have to sit there and say to yourself, I'm not making it to the NBA for whatever right. reason it is. Right. And I have to now, and for me... You know, I only play high school sports, and I remember my coach, I was playing, I was the quarterback of North Babylon. I remember him saying, listen, this is, some of you, this is going to be your last game ever. And I'm thinking to myself, no, that's not true. Yeah. I'll play again. And, it, and unfortunately, it was true. It was the last time I ever put the shoulder pads on. Ugh. And, I, and I look back on it, and I, and, and I just remember that moment, that, that, that day that when he said that. But for you, you were able to extend that. Uh, right, and you had the opportunity to take it to the greatest level that there was possibly that could be, which is the NBA. Uh, but then there came a point that you had to put it to bed. How was that moment? What was t talk to me about that, and, and what was going through your mind? It was a realistic moment, but a rough moment, man. I can it, imagine. Yo, after I stopped playing basketball, seriously, it took me like five years to watch an NBA game. You were hating. I just couldn't sit and watch it. I could, I could imagine. I, I couldn't sit and watch it. I didn't play pickup basketball, nothing. To this day, I don't really engage in pickup basketball. I'm, I know what you're talking about. I just can't do and it. And I'm only talking about it on a little I just can't do level. it. I just can't do it. Do you have a My brain and my competitive nature is going to start ra racing again. And before you know it, I'm going to have an agent and I'm going to be going to an overseas tryout. I'm not doing it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm good. What happened, though, when you had to put, to hang him up? What was that moment about? Like, where were you? What was that day? Were you overseas and somebody said to you, hey, listen, this, you know, or did you say, this is the end of the rope? This is it. I got to try something different. I was in Belarus. I didn't really like it. I didn't really like where I was at. I was just doing it for the money at the time. You know what I mean? And Which is never good. I was no. just doing it for the money. I wasn't. I didn't like where I was. I didn't like the situation. I was just doing it for the money. I ended up catching a, um, a stress fracture in my left uh, left shin, and they sent me back to get it checked out by an orthopedic doctor. And I just stayed. And you're like, I'm not going back. Yeah, I'm not going back, yo. How old were you at that time? Twenty um, six. It's tough, cause you still got it. 
Well, still, you're still a young buck. You yeah. can still run around. You can still do whatever you got to do. So you come back here. You get that stress factor. You get that done. What do you do next? For like a year, I just was like, I didn't know. I was like. What, did you fall into a depression? Not really a depression. I just was like, kind of like, what, what's my passion? I don't want to just. So, I mean, I got a job, obviously, to pay the bills. So I got into uh, the finances and the car dealership. So started doing BDC work in the car dealership. I got to tell you, though. I got to tell you. Listen, Lionel, hold on a second. I got to tell you. I got to tell you right now. That's what I'm about to say. Oh, my God. From playing basketball and signing autographs and getting free stuff or whatever it is that you're doing, and you're playing a game. You're waking up and literally you got to go shoot free throws. You got to learn some defenses, right? You know, work on your shot. You got somebody that's going to be under the rim throwing you back the ball because how many times that when you used to practice when nobody was, you got to get your own ball to next thing you know, you're selling cars at a dealership or doing that. That's got to be hard. Tell us about that. It was hard, but. um, But you were a man and you did it. That's what I'm saying. I I didn't. It was hard, but it was like I didn't have a tail to tuck. Like, I, like it was just like I was not ashamed of what I'm, what I've done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Almost like y'all could market me at the dealership type of attitude. Like the unrealisticness came. To, you know what I mean? Like I have a grandiose view of myself. So I didn't view it that way. I viewed it more like, okay, like you know, you could use me to sell more cars. It's the truth. I'm helping you too. Yeah, I'm helping you too. Like, I'm this an is asset. A partnership. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then how did you get from that into what you're doing today? It was a long haul, bro. But I never lost the vision, though. I never lost the vision. So at this point, I'm selling cars. Now I start hitting the gym. Now I start working out. And I wasn't working out to get size, just staying healthy, getting in the gym, trying to stay competitive from basketball. I needed something to fuel that because going to work selling cars wasn't going to do it. No, not at all. So now when I get out of work, I'm still jacked up. What do I do with this energy? I'm going to go to the gym. So that translates. That keeps snowballing over. Now I'm, I've transitioned from jobs. Now, years go by. Um, I'm getting ready to have kids now, right? So I'm getting ready to have kids now. Fast forward, I worked for a few years. My grandfather passes 07. Like that must said, have been a tough... Yeah, that he my, passed in 07. How did he pass? He had a um, congestive heart failure. You know how, what I mean? How was that? What'd you get, how'd you get the yeah, call I mean, he was that? a fighter, man. He had a stroke. He had he had, uh, he had a heart attack. Then he uh, had a trachea put in. Like, he just kept coming back. He wasn't going nowhere. And like I said... Unrealistically, I viewed him almost like godlike, like Superman. So when he actually died, it's like Superman dying. You're like, what the fuck? Like, who thinks that that's gonna happen? He's the man of steel. Yes. So unless you got kryptonite and a lot of it, he's not going nowhere. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he actually died, I know it sounds nuts when I say this, because we're human and we're all obviously gonna pass away. But in my mind, I was like, he's never gonna die. You see, he's not gonna die. This is my rock. I could not believe that shit. You know what I mean? Yes. So, like, you damn right when he passed, that was depression. Yeah. That was depression. What were you doing? I could identify it now, but I didn't know what it was then. But, yeah, that shit was depression. Was that one of those deals that he died suddenly, that you got a phone call and said, hey? you know, I was going to see him. I was going to see him in the nursing home. My sister called me on the way there. I was just like, I had hit Marigold, was about to hop on a 135, bro to go see him because it was in Woodbury right at the end of the 135 in Jericho. She called me like, yo, hey, I need you to come back to the house, bro. I'm like, for what? I'm going to go see Grandpa. I'll be back. She was like, nah, before you go, I just, I, it's serious. I need you to come back to the house first. Please, please come back to the house. I was like, what? All right, so I came back. When I walked into the house, her and my brother was like standing there, like, break, like I was like, what the fuck? It looked like an intervention. And I was like, and like my spidey senses went off. You know what I mean? Like, my warrior senses went off. Like, this is a setup. What the fuck is going on here? What's, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, what do they want here? Uh, why well, why, you, why are you doing this? this? Why is your body language so rigid? What's up? Yo, we got to... And then my brother locked the door behind me, like, the, the front door. I'm like, <laughs> it's no good, man. I'm like, yo. Something serious is about to go down. What the fuck is happening? Man? Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, pretty much, yo... I'm like, yo, I'm about to go see Grandpa. What's going on? No, they just called, and Grandpa just Grandpa just passed an hour ago. I'm like, what? Who, who, who just called? Well, they playing a game or pranking. I'm about to go. Like, block the doorway, hold nine, everything. So they kept me in the house, and then, like, you know, just waited for a minute. Then I, you know, snuck out. I, you know, I didn't even, I just turned my phone off. 
just went driving for like a day. How'd you get out of that? Uh, shit. Uh, honestly speaking, bro. Honestly <laughs> speaking, it took a while, bro. It took a while, man. Like if he passed in 2007, it was probably like shh, 2010 before I started even thinking straight, bro. Really? Yeah. And then when you come back, so now here's 2010, and what'd you say? Like, what was that moment that you said? It, you know, was it a time that you looked in the mirror? Was it a time you were driving in a car? Was it a time that you were training and said, "Listen, you got to get your shit together." My sister needed me, you know, so she's dealing with cystic fibrosis. So it's like, I can't be selfish. So in like most situations in my life, even though whatever I was going on, I had to keep, had to tuck it because you still got to go to work every day. You know what I mean? Sister needs you, so it's like. You know what I mean? There's plenty of times that I don't just fucking two in the morning over the sink handled my business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I get it out sometimes. You know what I mean? You just know where there's no outlet or whatever. So, because when you, when you one of the strongest people in your family or when you one of the people that people lean on, what does the person that people lean on lean on? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I know exactly like what you're saying. Like if you lean on me. What what the fuck do I lean on? Yeah, no, I know. I need to thought, figure that the, out. The thought is, you don't need nothing to lean on. See yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. So no it. one's really worried about what you have to lean on because they're like, you don't need to lean on nothing. No, you got it all. You were in Germany. You played basketball. You you you're a black belt. You know no, you're not times, depressed. You know you're, how many times I hear that? Yeah. Nah, life came easy. You're six five. Yeah, but like. It's like, not really. I'm a human being. It's I like, got emotions. Really. You know what I mean? My brain is the same thing as yours. My brain functions the same way as yours does. I battle stereotypes every day outside of race. Outside of race. You know what I mean? Like, outside of that. Like, that's one thing you deal with. But there's stereotypes outside of that. You think what I'm saying? Did you have in your in in your inner family when you were playing basketball overseas and they thought maybe that there was a chance that you could make it into the NBA? Did you see family members acting differently? Psh opposite bro I had family that was mad that I went away to college really yeah cause I wasn't keeping it real you know what I'm saying like yeah, ignorant shit like that that's tough to deal with <laughs> that's tough to deal with well, and hey, not only once again you can't really I can't you, you letting me know you're revealing your cards so I'm glad you're doing that cause I'm cool with you not liking me or me not liking you I just need to know where we stand so I know how to move around you I don't need everybody to like me I'm not everybody's cup of tea even family and my grandfather told me that early, you know, like, just because you're related to someone doesn't mean you have to, you're not obligated for nothing. There's no obligation there. Still choice. It's always a choice. Yeah, so I made the choice to just disband myself from them and just, just move away and not deal with them. I mean, we speak and we cordial, but, like, having you in my inner circle. Mm. Yeah, no, it's tough because I go through that in my life, too. Like, you know, when you have family members, you think, this is my family member, and, and, and we're together forever because of a, a blood bond. Mm. And then you see how people start acting, and you're like, well, as you start getting older, you're like, well, that's not necessarily means that I got to have you in my life because you're not bringing joy to my life. Exactly. You're bringing, you know, you're bringing negativity. And, and for me, at 49 years old, I want nothing but people that are happy because as I was talking about Les Brown, you know, he has this famous thing. You are the five people, the average of the five people you hang yourself, you know, hang around with. Yeah. So if you're hanging out with losers, you're sure to going to be a loser. By proxy you are. Yes. By proxy you are. Yeah. So it's difficult, especially when it's family members to say, hey, listen, I can't be around this anymore and I got to cut you off. Brother, yeah. sister. You know, father, mother. Me and my brother haven't spoken, man. Yeah, no, like, I got my sister like right two now. Two years. Yeah, I'm the same thing going on right now. I two understand. years, bro, because he's the same way. He has turned out the same way as my father. And what's crazy is there's so much talent. You know what I mean? Like this same person I told you six, seven years ago was this close to getting a record deal. It's crazy how how things happen like that. You know what I mean? Let's talk about your right now what you got going on right so before we started the show you were talking about how covid really changed your life Shit, yeah. let's talk about that tell us about that how did covid change your life it changed well like i said there's a couple of things that came out of covid man it messed people up it was a lot of tragedy but i think there was a lot of it sparked a lot of ingenuity and creativity you know what i mean especially on my end like a whole bunch of businesses were started you know what i mean Mine was one. It reignited my passion for fitness, and I just took it to the next level. And I just made a determination, like, I wanted to jump off the rat race. I didn't want no more parts of the rat race. When you say rat race, what do you mean by that? 
I wanted to. Are you talking about selling cars? Not even sell. At the time, I was a union truck driver. So I had transitioned from selling cars and I became a, a teamster. You know what I mean? It's so, a good job. Yeah, a lot of people yeah. would be, a lot of people would sit there and say, This is it. I got it. Yeah. I got benefits. I got it. I'm I thought like that at first too. Yeah. And now but you know, now you're boxed in though. Yeah. You know, this is what I'm gonna make. Uh. I'm working for this person and they're gonna tell me what I can do and this is all I can make. It's whatever they make they, they allow me to make. And it was like I said, the benefits are good. I'm not looking down on no teamster that do it. I respect the truck drivers. I'm still in good standing. You know what I mean? Yep. But like I said, for me, I always knew the end goal, and I was unrealistic, you know what I mean? So basically, I was working for a company, um, COVID happened, so they laid us off. So initially, I didn't really, just, the passion was a, a passion. I, they gave us a severance pay, so I'm using that you know, to pay the bills. But I'm thinking, let's get right back to it. So my thought is, let me go to UPS. So I called my union rep, and he gets me a plug at UPS. I worked at UPS for two so, nights, midnight shift. I was yeah. sorting boxes yeah. and zip codes. I don't know, I don't know if yeah. you know anything about it. So they, they come off the, off the conveyor belt. I know. I was working from 12 to 4. That shit part was crazy. Time, and I was putting things in. It was supposed to go to Brentwood. I was putting it in Wine Danch. I was supposed to go to, you know, Hempstead. I was putting it in, you know, Amityville. Shit is hard, man. It's hard. That shit is hard, And man. I didn't give a shit. I was just like, just, I'll put it anywhere. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. It was just coming it off was this conveyor belt. It doesn't stop, bro. It don't stop. It don't stop, bro. It don't stop. You'd be like, damn, what the fuck? I thought we was in a recession. <laughs> yeah. Why is everybody buying this shit, bro? Yeah. So I'm there at UPS, man. And, and what really was the driving force, bro? It was Christmas, and I went to work at 7 a.m., and I left work at 11.30, and I didn't see my kids for two days. And the, I, they needed me to pick them up at school, and I didn't have the ability to do so. That's, that's right there. That's right there. That's the rat race right there. That's the working for, like, it's working for somebody. And I'm like, nah, uh-uh, 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 mm, nope, I'm done, done, done. Done, done, bro. But you have to reinvent yourself here now, so right? Now, so now I walk away, right, with no plan. I just walked away knowing you I. You ain't drinking that drink, though. By the way, I walked and away you're like a hundred pounds more than I am. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't drinking that fucking drink. I'm babysitting this shit right. <laughs> Go ahead. I walk away, walk right away. Like yo, I don't have a plan B, but I know I can't do this. So, this is how the universe works. So I walk away. And so now I have about probably like a month worth of bills that can float, maybe two. You're talking about your reserves? Yeah. Yeah. So I got like two months. I got oh. two months rent bills and stuff. I'll figure it out. Yeah, so I can sit for two months and figure it out. I got two months, 60 days to figure this shit out. After the first month, starting of the second month, I get a call from my boy. I look on Instagram. I see like, okay, he's, he's starting up a gym or whatever cases. He got a gym. I'm like, okay, cool. And this is when COVID was, you know what I mean? Crazy, the gyms, so, so he had like a little- Gyms private, are shutting down. He had like an a la carte situation going down. And he was he was killing. So he was like, yo bro, you know what I mean? There's only one person I need you know, to, to, to get with me on this one, and right, and it's you. And I was like, for real? Cause actually I was, I'm, I'm about to try to get into that and do that. So it was like, I didn't have to go to the, you know, the LA Fitness and the retros and do all that. Cause I had did that at one point too. Trying to balance both union truck driver job and personal trainer. Tried that. You know what I mean? And it was just like, I trained this person. They charge him $65. And then out of the 65 I get 20 bucks. No good. It's not what you want to do. I got to do all the measurements. I got to design the program. I'm doing all that. And that's I how that's else. how those gyms do it? Yeah. That's the payback? They don't even split it 50-50? No, there's hell no. That's almost 70, like 60, 30, 80, 20. That's what I was going like, to say. Yeah. yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, man. The split is bad. So... We started, you know, running the gym and, you know, started social media, started building up the, the, the members of the gym. I'm not really a social media guy, so I started Instagram just to see what's up, started gaining some traction, things like that. And you got to do that, though. Started kind of taking off, like, you know what I mean? Started doing well, so I've always been competitive at natural bodybuilding, you know what I mean? So I won natural bodybuilding shows and all that, so I said, you know what? I want to challenge myself. Let me compete in the IFBB. I want to compete against what does the that big mean? boys. What does IS? What does that stand for? So the International Federation of Bodybuilding, bodybuilding, pretty much. You know what I mean? Um, is that on your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. Can we can we pop yeah. up his Instagram? Let's so I'm, I'm an ISBB pro now, right? So, um, 
Yeah, so you see IFBB, International Federation of and Bodybuilding. You're on, and yeah. you're on TikTok, too. Look at you now. You're doing your little TikTok, yeah, too. You got to do man, it. You got to do it. Hey, you man. are. I you know. know. Of course. So let me see. How much weight is that on the left right there, that TikTok on the top uh, left? Most of like 120-pound dumbbells. 120-pound dumbbells yeah, would concave my chest. Uh, I'll be, I'll be, I, I would put <laughs> me right to the floor. Look at you. There you go. Doing your thing. And now you're all in it. Yeah, now, now I'm all you're in, all man. in. So now I, I was competing in natural bodybuilding, so I said, let me Look at you, look myself, at you. Somebody's man. got, look at those things. Yeah, I'm trying, bro. I'm trying, man. You know what I'm saying? So I said, yo, let me do an IFBB show. Let me just see what's up. There was one coming up in um, November of 2021. This look is. at your back. That was, when, that was when I got my pro card. That was the day I got my pro card. Jesus Christmas. Yeah, that was the day I got my pro card, that day. We finished the task 100%. An amateur, I walk in as a prof- I walk out, walk in as an amateur, and I walk out as a professional. There's a lot of back routines with that yeah. to make your back look like that. <laughs> Looks like Tony Atlas. Yeah, Jesus Christ! Work, so, so God, so, so you, you, he reaches out to you. You say yeah, and you're all in. Yeah, a lot of people don't know I won my pro car natural, man. You did. And you loved it. How was that performing, well, like, in front of people and having to flex and do that? I mean, I got a fat belly right yeah, now. I'm trying to get yeah. out. I mean, for me to take off my shirt in yoga is one thing. For me to sit there and flex my muscles in front of people. I got over the hump a long time ago. The natural shows, I had to wear the, the uh, banana joints. Really? Yeah. Because oh. I did bodybuilding, <laughs> so I have got over that already. All you I have to do is wear shorts now, so I'm like, I got over that already. Yeah, you have to you know do that. I mean? Yeah. And, like, seriously, since I wore my pro card, like, it was just started snowballing. Started getting, you know, like, doing fitness modeling, started doing um, movies, voiceover things started coming my way, whole bunch of stuff. These are my clients and some of their results. You know what I mean? So Wait, so that guy in the top left, right? Yeah. He went from that... Yeah, that's those are the pants that he wore when he started, and that's his current weight right there. Now, if I put up a recent picture too, if you go to the next picture, you'll see what he's looking like. No, in the that one, the the other one. Yeah, if you go to the next picture, keep going. That's what he looked like now. Look at you. It must must make you feel good too, right? To make somebody transition like that and and have that type of results. Yeah. And saying, hey, listen, man, I told you from jump. If you follow my lead. This is where this and, and you do what I tell you to do. Yeah. This is what's gonna happen. But I, like, not to even like blow myself up. But I think what separates me as a trainer more so than anything outside of the diets and the routine and stuff like that is I take a personal approach with my clients. Like I make myself accessible. You know what I mean? And I tell them like you're not on this journey alone. Like if you need to talk, I know shit get frustrating. Like. You don't just, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you're gonna eat, if you're gonna eat that you know box I mean? of Oreos, you know cookies, I mean? call me before you do. All that, all that. I yeah. tell them that all that. They know that. If you go to a wedding and you don't know what, hit me up. We can work through it. Like, like, don't. You're not in this by yourself. You know what I mean? Even on days that you're frustrated, let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Like the other day, um, I had a client that came in and she had some experience, some some adversity with her parents in the hospital, and I had a, you know, I was like, gonna do legs. We're gonna work legs. And I said, you know what, let's scrap the routine. Let's hit these boxing gloves. Do the gloves on and let her get that frustration out because that's what she needed at the time. That's a good thing. I, didn't even, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even think of that. So I called the audible because I have the ability as a quarterback. <laughs> I'm quarterbacking this thing. I got called the audible, bro. Yeah, I like that. You know what I mean? I saw what the defense was giving me, and I said, you know what, this is what you need right here. And that was that workout would have would have been better than the leg workout I had suited for. For people that are trying, like, you know, to to do to, to change their body up and right. everything like that. What's the most important thing? Is it is it calisthenics, meaning like is it like running on a treadmill? Is it burning is it the heart rate? Is it lifting heavy weights? Is it the food? It's a combination, yeah. It's all of it. Yeah, it's like if you want to lose weight, less calories in. You know what I mean? So you have to expend more energy and burn more calories than you're taking in. You're going to lose weight. That that's pretty Now when it comes to gaining muscle mass, it gets a little more tricky. Like why though? Like what do you because mean? Because the common misconception is that people think all, right, all you need is protein to gain muscle. You actually gain muscle with fats and carbs. I know you hear that, right? And people think that they stay away from that. Like, listen, I got to eat less fats and less carbs. And you know, you watch these videos and they and they say the actual opposite. Yeah. But how important is it for your heart rate? Like, how important is it to get your heart rate up, or how important is it to get to the gym as opposed to just eating right? The gym is important, man. The gym is important. Like, eating right is going to help you, but the gym is the fountain of youth, bro. 
the gym is a fountain of youth. And in, in, in without in short terms, the gym is a fountain of youth. There's studies, right? If you go to the sauna at least twice a week, you increase your lifespan by at least twenty percent. Why is that? Because you're 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 not only exfoliating your skin, but your body has to breathe. Remember, it's it's warm in the sauna, so your body has to work hard to breathe. So just doing that is cardiovascular in itself. Yeah, people don't understand that your skin is also a um, was it? I don't know if I'm saying it right, but a muscle. But it's also, you know, it's alive. It's yeah. you know, you, you, like you said, exfoliating your yeah. skin. Um, what about all the toxins come out the skin? Yes. Yeah. Now, what about? You, you know, you're working out, your routine, what do you do? Like, you know, for people, if, if somebody want is, is heavy like this man right here, right? right. Besides yeah. calling you and, and, and yeah. asking you to be their personal trainer. Right. What would be the first thing you would tell a man like that? Like he said, listen, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm 150 pounds overweight. Well, wow. right off the bat, just like pictures is important, I would say cut the dairy right there. He's, he's high estrogen. He has a lot of estrogen, so you might want to cut the dairy first. Cut the carbs second. Processed foods third. Processed foods are killer. People don't realize. You know, I was I was reading this the other day that there was and and I think America as a as a whole, and that's why COVID hit America the worst because I think Americans are yeah. so out of shape. Yeah. So obese, right? And that was like the number one killer. If you're obese, then your risk of dying from COVID is through the roof. People that are in shape like yourself, right. you know, they're less likely to have to worry about COVID. It'll, it'll hit them like a cold, common cold, and they'll be done in a couple of days if they get it. Yeah. But America in itself, because there's so much money, there's so much money in these processed foods, there's so much money in saying Coca-Cola. Yeah. And Coca-Cola, I was reading this article that they were actually paying scientists to say that it's okay to drink their product. When it really, I mean, you're drinking that, it's garbage. It'll kill you. You can clean your toilet with that. You can clean a toilet with that. You see, there's videos on YouTube, people cleaning radiators and shit in the car with that. Yeah, and it'll sit there, and you watch, you know, and what it does to your insides and everything. And like you said also, dairy. People don't realize it. They're, drink, they're eating dairy, cheeses, milk, whatever it may be, cake, these ultra-processed foods that are killing them, Ugh. and they have no idea. And that's why I think America was suffering so much from COVID, and nobody would say anything. Yeah. It was just, I mean, all that stems from un being undisciplined, though, right? So it's like if you're not disciplined with what you're putting in your mouth, then you're not going to be disciplined in what who you have around you. It just it stems from discipline, in my opinion. Like I think discipline is the number one thing for everything, yeah. right? If you want to change, if you want a good job, if you want to change the way you're doing things, you got to be disciplined yeah. and stop doing what you know because people just keep doing the same thing and they want a different result. What is that? that? The and that's crazy. Yeah, that's the, the definition, definition of, of being insane. Yes, yeah. that's the true and definition of insanity. How so? So talk to me about discipline. Yeah. How do people? How do you put that? Install that into your clients? Well, that's why I'm so hard on myself. You know what I mean? Like, I hold myself to a higher standard, so I don't give myself no out. Like, for example, like last night, like, I knew we had this today going on. I still knew I had obligations to meet in, with my clients, so I'm running around. I had to help my sons put together their bed last night, so I had a plan to do a leg workout at a certain time. My time got pushed back by almost an hour and a half, two hours. So I'm in the gym instead of at 7, like 9.30 doing legs. At night? At 9.30 at night, because... I don't give myself no option. No Gotta time off. Done. No time off. The, the work has to get done. Life got in the way, but I have to get what I got to get done. That's how I remain at the top of the hill. I mean, you got people biting at your heels all the time, so you got to stay just as hungry as the people that's trying to get to your spot. How do people, if they want to get in touch with you, how do they be able to do that? Like, you know, so, so you have your Instagram here. Yeah, definitely. You can hit me up at uh, Instagram. Mr. Metaphysics. Mr. Uh, uh, Metaphysics. That's M-E-T-A-P-H-Y-S-X. Um, and you can hit me up at Instagram, Metaphysics Fitness. And uh, the story behind the name is actually meta means beyond and physics. So, like, I, that's why I say in order to change, it starts with the mind. So the name of my company is Metaphysics Fitness because it's beyond physic, physical. Like when, we, when you train with me, I'm going to retrain your mind first because your body's going to follow your mind. So you could do a million push-ups all day, but if you don't think big, you won't be big. 
And what, about, and what about when people wanted to to use you, right? And saying, listen, I, I need some help here, yeah. and I want you to be my personal trainer. Where are they working out? Are they doing, like, how, how does that hold? Um, I'm training at a ProFit gym right now. Uh, that's located in the Edgewood. It's um, between Brentwood, Fifth uh, Avenue, and Comac Road. Uh, in the industrial area, but I'm also uh, I'm also a personal trainer as well. Like I'll come, I have clients that I train in their home, and I do a train at other gyms as well. Oh, you're awesome! Know? Look at yeah. you! Look at you! And I do online training, nutrition, meal plans, contest prep. I want to talk to okay before we you know before we close it out here because there's one thing that I I, I you know we passed over yeah and I, and I got it on you talk about orgies you're talking about these women in in, 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 in Germany yeah. and everything like that yeah, yeah let's talk about it because I mean these are things that you know you sit there and you say wait 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 it made me appreciate my one girl right now because you had so much you're you know doing I mean? so much yeah how does she feel about that though she you know because to date a guy like yourself, right? right? You know, when you and you're walking around. First of all, you're six foot five. You walk into the room, everybody's gonna look at you. Your grandfather said that, right? Right yeah. away, they're gonna look at you, and it has nothing to do with you being black. It's right, just yeah. you being six foot five, right, right. And the physique that you have, you tatted up. You're big. You're built. You know. How well, did, this was kind of done on purpose. What do you mean? Tattoos was done. This was done on purpose. I got my first tattoo at 12. Like I knew as a kid, my grandfather when he used to buy lotto tickets, I used to buy the tattoo magazines in the in the, in the store. I wanted to be a black Yakuza. What does that mean? I don't know what that is. I like never the heard Japanese Yakuza, they're tatted, the whole body's are tatted, and those are the assassins. Those are the they assassins. They walk the streets of Japan in their regular business suits. People think they're businessmen because you can't see the tats from the neck down. And on the, they don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they're assassins. I didn't know anything about that. And they run the underworld. Oh, here you go. Yeah. This is them. There they are. There's That's that a guy Yakuza right, th right there. Yeah, there's that guy right yeah. there. Yeah. Japanese Yakuza. Yeah. Tattoos. Look at this. And they run the underworld. And they 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 fierce like everybody knows their body. Everybody knows how they get down. Can you can, when you size somebody up when you're out or whatever like that? Does anybody ever because of your you know your stature though? Does anybody ever give you any slack at all ever because of how big you are? Like you mean like how? Like you know what I mean like you know somebody disrespecting you in a, in, in in a way like if you're out with your girl maybe you're at, you know getting a drink or maybe you're at some club or whatever like that. At most, nah. Yeah, a lot of times when stupid shit happens, it happens in the car where they can't see my frame. It's, I'm sitting in the car. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be careful back, of that. You know what I'm you saying? You gotta be careful. <laughs> so, a couple of times that somebody gets out of the car yeah. and I do a quick. I that a happened quick, in New York City though, right? I do a so quick a guy right. flipped the bird at my girl. We're trying to get in traffic and I even reached over. Like, can she get over? He said, okay, then cut her off and flip the bird or whatever. I called him at the next light, got out the car, walked over, knocked on the window. What was that about back then, bro? Yeah. He was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm like, see, it's too late for sorries. If I wasn't a reasonable, logical individual, you could have lost your life. Like, if I had nothing to lose and I was really... You know what I mean? Yeah, but you could do something probably and not really fuck him up to a point that you could fuck him up. Yeah, but you know the power in not fucking him up is there. Yeah. Because he knows that he could have gotten fucked up. Yeah, he could have gotten fucked up. Yeah, I know. That's what I would say, you too. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would rather I would rather send him with that message than to actually fuck him up. What about your, you, you know, we're, we're talking about diets real quick. I just want to know about yeah. you. What What do you eat? Like, what's your oh, thing? Six meals a day. Six? Six, seven meals a day. Yeah. I got give three, me like Give me some of the things. Three chicken and rice meals. I got one fish meal, a steak meal, and two shakes. When you say shake, protein shakes, protein shakes, so not now, creatine. No, so this is protein. So I'll do like two scoops of protein. I'll do a cup of oatmeal, two cup of egg whites, three whole eggs, a half a cup of blueberries, and a cup of spinach. A cup of spinach. Yeah. And you put that in. You blend it up. You uh, do your thing, and that's mm -hmm. one of your things. Yeah. It's about six hundred calories right there. Twice a day is twelve hundred. And what's your workout routine, you personally? Like, how is it th for the week? Do you do, do you do buys and tries? Do you do, you know, buys and back? Like, you know, what? I switch my routine every three weeks. The body gets adjusted to a new workout after three weeks. People don't know that. So, like, when you first initially switch, like, if I gave you a new workout right now, it would take your body probably ninety days to get adjusted. But once you get into that workout flow where you've been working on on a regular basis, stimulating muscle growth, you got to switch it up every twenty-eight days max. Because on the fourth Monday, let's say you do chess every Monday. On the fourth Monday, your, your body already expects you to do chess. So you're going to need more weight or more reps to stimulate the same muscle growth than you would if you would have tricked the body. So if you would have came in that third week and hit back instead of, instead of chess, 
your growth on your back would be exponential because your body's not ready to do that back workout. The mind is ready for chess. That's crazy. So the mind is set on doing one it's thing, has like and memory. now the muscles in the back have to work harder because they wasn't ready today. They thought they had the day off. How important do you think it is for a trainer? You know, a lot of people go. You see them going to yeah. the gym, and they think they could just do it, right? And they do, they go, and they're not getting results. How how important is to have a trainer by your side telling you what to do? Like what you just said just now. If I, mean, I wasn't that, a trainer, that, I would have one. If I wasn't a trainer myself, I would have one with no problem. I would drop the ego and have one. And what I've noticed, being a trainer, women don't have an ego. They'll get a trainer in two seconds. Because they know they got a wedding in six months, summer's coming up. They have goals and shit that they're trying to do. How do you and they're trying to get there exponentially as fast as possible. Us dudes? Nope. Dude with a gut will walk past the cardio machine every day. We'll see a trainer say, what's up, bro? And no, buys and tries today. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I got to tell you. I <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. Because the yes. ego says, I, I know what I'm doing. I got this. Yeah, I don't need somebody like, watching over me. You don't, though. Because if you did, you would have had it already. And if you did, you wouldn't look like the way you look, right? And that's exactly and what that's it no is. And that's no disrespect. That's just common. Like, you know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. How do you how do you deal with the hot girls that you got to train? Because I got to tell you, man, that's got to be difficult. Mm -hmm. Here's some hot girls. She's in her yoga pants, and she's doing, she's in her routine. Yeah. And here you are, you know, a little touchy-feely. Make sure you do this. Make sure your hips are out. Make sure your yeah. legs do this a certain way. I'd be trying to fuck everybody. I don't know that yeah, discipline. Nah. Yeah, you know what it is. I don't even look at it like that. Like really. Oh, it's work. Yeah, I'm not even locked in like that. And it helps when your girl's hot too. Yeah, it helps when your girl's hot too, man. Yeah, keep you know away. Yes. When she got just as much real estate, if not more. You know what I'm saying? It helps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it does. For real. So, but I don't really look at it like that too. I know. So tell me again. Just give us your your coordinates. What? How? If people wanted to get in touch with you, if they wanted to say, "Hey, listen, yeah. I want to sign up. I like what you you know you're all about, and I want to get a personal trainer." Again, just tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Uh, uh, you can email me. You can hit me at um, metaphysicsfitness7 at gmail .com. You can hit me at mr period metaphysics at gmail .com. You can hit me on Instagram at Meta, Mr. Metaphysics, Mr. Period, M-E-T-A-P-H-Y-S-X, and Metaphysics Fitness on uh, Instagram. DM me. Or you could call me directly to my personal training line, 631-805-0439. That's it. That's how directly. you get it. Yeah. Hit me up directly, and we'll chop it up, and we'll get you where you need to go. We'll Whether it be personal training, I could design a workout for you, to for you to implement weekly check-ins, nutrition, whatever you need. I got you. It's one-stop shop. Yeah, listen. And, and at the at this time next year, I will be a doctor because I'm going back for my PhD. Look at you. What are you doing that for, real quick? Tell uh, me. Exercise, science, body mechanics, and anatomy. Oh, you're all in. You're in. So you're hooked. Dr. Watlington by this time next year. Dr. Watlington. Oh, Might that, have to revisit this. Yeah, I was going to say, anytime you want to come back on, brother, Might you have let to me do know. this again because I'm definitely going for the doctorate. That's fulfilling my promise to my grandfather. I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah, here, cheers to him one so more that, time. That, that's definitely going down because I'm a man of my word, so I'm already registered. And with that being said, Lionel, thank you so much, brother. I thank really you, brother. It. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. And then, listen, if you get a chance, make oh, sure. Oh, I got something for you, man. You got a little something yeah, for me? Yeah, got something for both of y'all, man. Oh, look at this. I, got, I came with gifts. I, I came love bearing <laughs> gifts, bro. I came bearing gifts, bro. This yeah, is for you, yeah, brother. Yeah, you do that. You wear the white one. I like the black one better. There you go. I have to negotiate that. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Thank there you, you go, man. I appreciate you, brother. Thank, thank you. Thank you, man. And with that being said, we are out. Peace.